Hey, this is Jim. Today we've got a guest from South Africa on Silent Sales Machine Radio. He's not selling on Amazon, but he's using the proven Amazon course to develop his strategy for sourcing products. And he's doing incredibly well on a local South Africa only marketplace, e-commerce marketplace. Such a fascinating story. This guy is an Islamic imam. He's a spiritual leader. That's what he does full-time in his evenings with his family. He sources products and sells them very much like Amazon. He learned his skills selling on Amazon US, but he lost his account. So he started looking locally. And that's going to be one of the big lessons from the show today is there's always other opportunities. If you can source profitable products, there's opportunity out there. This is such a fascinating story of a different part of the world from where you've probably ever considered building an e-commerce business before. We talk so much around here about the kind of the same different areas of the world. This is a very unusual location that we're talking about today for most of us. Never been to South Africa. Now, if you happen to be in South Africa, you're going to love this episode today because there are some huge opportunities there. But that same lesson applies to wherever you are, even if you're in the middle of the hotbed of e-commerce. There's other platforms besides Amazon that you should be experimenting with. If you know how to source profitable products, you can write your own ticket. And one of the other side lessons is, hey, you can be teaching others as well, which I spent some time talking with our guest Ismail about as well. So with that introduction to my new friend, I would love to get him on the line now so you can hear his story in his own words. Ismael, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. It's great to have you here. Uh, It's great to be here, Jim, to be on the Silent Sales uh, Machine Radio. We're glad you made some time today. You've got an incredible business. I can't wait to hear more about it. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your business and where you live. Let's hear your story. Okay. so. My name is Ismail. I live in South Africa. Uh, the population here is uh, close to 60 million. Uh, it's the first uh, and third world country, and it's found in the southernmost part of uh, Africa. Married with two kids, one on the way, 28 years old, and uh, I am an imam uh, or Muslim scholar, uh, also known as a jury consult. Uh, in more technical terms, that would be a mufti. So my work involves or surrounds uh, uh, marital issues, uh, divorce issues, business issues, uh, inheritance issues, and uh, mediating or arbitrating uh, between them. So uh, a lot of research required, a lot of work around it required. So that's that's my field. But I actually work and uh, employed at the Council of, of Muslim Theologians here in South Africa. And most of the work that I do uh, can be done remotely. So it involves uh, answering queries from the public via phone, via call, via email, etc. And uh, what uh, intrigued me into uh, the online business is firstly, my family is involved in business, in the traditional business. But the idea of doing business online, uh, that was a whole different uh, uh, area uh, that intrigued me. And more so, in, in my field, I gravitated towards uh, business uh, because of, way of business issues, uh, being aware of uh, business uh, matters, etc. So my father, my family, no one does you know, themselves business, but my extended family are involved in business. So that's where I got the interest 
the family and then the uh, the work that I am currently in. So what crossed my mind was that if I can serve people remotely via call, via text, via email, so on and so forth, uh, why can't I serve them, you know, from a business perspective? Uh, you know, business has always been about serving people. If I can serve spiritually or religiously, why can't I do the same uh, from a business perspective? So that's what got me onto the path of uh, business or thinking along the lines of business, specifically uh, online uh, business. That's great. That's great. I love it. So you're serving people. That's what you do. Your business is just another extension of the way you serve. Makes total sense. We teach that around here all the time. I love I love your story so far. Please keep telling us. Tell us about your business. Yeah. So in uh, 2016, I started doing research. I bought the PAC course. I studied OA and the international AZ.com course. Uh, that's the international selling on Amazon course. Up till now, Jim, I've listened to all your podcasts. This would be probably the 298th podcast. I've listened to all uh, 297 podcasts uh, to date. Today was the day that I finished the last podcast. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> I've listened to everything from the beginning till now. And surprisingly, you know, I've only studied these two courses, OEN, internationalaz.com course. Everything else I've learned from your podcast the discussions, uh, the guests, etc. I did not go into every single, uh, you know, part of the course. That's the only things I studied and looked at. So in September of 2017, I sold my first product on Amazon.com uh, from South Africa. So you can see from 2016 to 2017, I took my time. It was a gradual process. There was no hurry, no rush whatsoever, you know, studying it slowly and gradually. And, uh, you know, during September 2017, I did about $500 in sales. So that, that was the gross sales. And, you know, learning the, the platform, et cetera, eventually my account got suspended, competitors, so on and so forth. Tried getting it back. But during that period of time, I decided to uh, apply those same strategies that I taught in the PAC course uh, in South Africa. So my wife was only, always telling me that, why are you going to sell in the U.S. when you live in South Africa? Why can't you do the same at home? So then it got me thinking, you know what, let's see what we can do here uh, and, you know, follow the same path. So that's when I started uh, my own online store in 2018. And subsequent to that, a few months later, I started selling uh, on one of the platforms here. So we like to call or divide uh, online uh, business into two channels or, or two types. One would be the uh, sell through a channel and one is selling through a marketplace. So, uh, you know, the website would be a, a channel and the marketplace would be something like Amazon. So fortunately, I found a marketplace here. The name of the marketplace is takealot.com. That's the name of the marketplace. Takealot.com. In South Africa only, correct? This is in South Africa only, correct. Takealot.com. I'll have to check that out. So you've learned the skills of sourcing products through the pack, the proven Amazon course, and you're applying that to a local selling platform or marketplace rather, 
the takealot.com. Okay. I'm, I love this story. So you're not even selling on Amazon. You're using the proven Amazon course, but you're not selling on Amazon. <laughs> it's great. 100%. That's correct. So I started the online store. I started selling products on the online store, but it wasn't generating enough uh, income. So then I started selling on takealot.com marketplace. And what I learned was that takealot.com marketplace is not different from Amazon.com. The structure is the same. So they have uh, two options of selling on their platform. One is using the fulfillment by takealot.com. That is the fulfillment service. And the second is selling on lead time. So what it actually means is that you list your products when it sells or whenever it sells in the next two weeks or four weeks. At that time, you ship the product to uh, the fulfillment center and then they ship it to the customer. So there's no way of you shipping the product directly to the customer. You borrow, you have to ship it to the marketplace and uh, you can only sell new uh, products on the marketplace. Currently, there's no option to sell secondhand products. There's no option besides selling a new products on the platform. So, you know, looking at the Amazon.com platform and then comparing it to the takealot.com platform, it, to me, I found it exactly the same. Of course, bigger traffic on Amazon.com and, you know, compared to takealot.com. I mean, if you look at, at, at the marketplace, there's 1.8 million customers uh, that shop uh, on takealot.com. There's 23 million visits a month. The growth in e-commerce uh, and on takealot every year in South Africa is 34%. 34%. So they've got 110,000 uh, daily users. And since the, the, the coronavirus kicked in, uh, they found that 68% of South Africans uh, reduced their, their frequency in, in visiting market, uh, you know, supermarkets and started buying online. And uh, you know, 37% of South Africans increased their online shopping. So you can see the, the numbers there. So Takealot has two fulfillment centers in South Africa. One is in Johannesburg, one is in Cape Town, in two separate parts of the country. They have a range of 9 million products, over 30 departments. But surprisingly, online business or e-commerce in South Africa is only 1.3% of total retail on an estimated market size of 19 billion rand. Wow. So there is only 1% of all of all retail is online so far in South Africa. So you've got a very bright future with the skill set that you've acquired. Uh, business is growing fast and there's a lot of room for growth. You're positioned very well. You've been doing this for a few years now. So you've got a nice head start. Uh, tell me what types of products are you selling? Okay, so we started selling uh, toys you know, on our website uh, and then on the Take Lot Marketplace. But then, you know, after we started hearing about the replants cause on, on your podcast, uh, then I started, you know, thinking of, of doing the same thing. Yeah, again, I haven't studied or gone through the replants cause at all. I haven't opened it or studied it at all. The only uh, information I have is from your podcast. So whatever I heard, you know, I tried applying and it, uh, you know, from day one, it worked. So, you know, we started doing it from the beginning of this year and we're slowly growing subconsciously, you know, on the same strategies of, of the replant course. So huge opportunity for us here, as you mentioned, Jim, uh, Jim on, on takealot.com, 
There are other marketplaces here that have come up, but uh, they are not as big, as huge as, as takeonot.com. So, you know, I hear on your podcast a lot, or, you know, in the past where you, you said that in the initial days, amazon.com used to be the wild west and you could sell, you know, anything and everything. So that's how I look at takeonot.com at this point in time. There's no uh, requirement for you to, you know, make an application to sell in any category. There's no issues when it comes to suspensions uh, on the platform currently. There's no hard and fast rule. And uh, from the beginning of this year, even before the, the virus hit us here in South Africa, the sales started uh, increasing uh, on the platform uh, after we started using uh, the replens, uh, you know, strategy. So when you say you're using the replens strategy, tell me how you're using it. You know, just give me the brief overview because there's many listeners who maybe haven't ever heard of or used the replen strategy. And that's one of the modules inside the Proven Amazon course where we teach you how to find products that sell repeatedly at a nice margin. How are you using that strategy? How are you finding those products? Okay. Like in US, there's uh, softwares, there's uh, sell, the seller app, there's the keeper app, there's drafts, there's reprices, strategies, etc. We've got nothing here. So I had to start thinking on how do I, uh, you know, sell, you know, without any information, without any uh, data, etc. So I simply asked my wife, what does she buy every month? And then I went onto the platform and started searching for it. If it uh, wasn't there, then we would try and source it and then list it. Uh, on the platform. And that's what we did on the first occasion. I asked her what she buys every month and then we just bought extra of what she buys every month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And, and then we listed it on the platform and then it actually sold. So then we started, you know, uh, stocking more and more of those items. Uh, the challenge currently for us is that uh, we have to keep up uh, with the out-of-stock items. Uh, they go so fast out of stock, we've got to, you know, send in stock so we're still, uh, you know, in that uh, area of trying to send in more stock as fast as possible. So that, uh, you know, uh, used the format I heard, uh, you know, on the podcast. And uh, the other way was looking at the uh, uh, newsletters that would come out and then see, you know, what's on special. And then that would give us an idea that, you know, these are generally uh, items uh, uh, that are in demand. And the reason they're putting it out there is to push more stock, you know, out. So. We've got we've got stores in South Africa like Walmart.com, and in fact, there's a chain store here in South Africa that's owned by Walmart. So you know we go to these uh, stores, and then we source the product from there at regular price, and you know we buy a few three to ten items at a time, uh, we list it and then we sell it on Takealot.com. Most of the items that we've bought already are regular, common items that no one's selling on the platform. So it, it's like so easy to, you know, walk in the store, choose any item, regular item, common item, uh, without thinking too hard about it. And, you know, it sells. But the surprising thing is that uh, many people here in South Africa think that only big companies, big corporates uh, can sell on the platform. <laughs> At this point in time, the common man or uh, you know, the, the mom and dad or the, the, the person that doesn't have a job that's unemployed, etc., doesn't know that you can, you know, sell on the platform. It's so simple. You don't need to have a registered business. All they require is that you have some 
online presence to justify that you should sell on the platform. Other than that, there's not much uh, that uh, a person needs uh, to sell on the platform. And uh, no one's really, you know, pushing this idea that anyone and everyone can sell on the platform. In fact, I've attended one or two uh, summits or conventions where, you know, the executives of takealot.com are present there and they are trying to encourage people to sell on the platform. There's not many people selling on the platform. So definitely a huge opportunity there. And, you know, using all the strategies, I did not get enough time to actually go through, uh, you know, the, the, the modules, but I'll definitely go through them. All I did was listen to you and the, the, the guests on the show and, you know, apply those basic uh, principles that I understood from the podcast. And, and I think one of the lessons for the listeners who don't live in South Africa, which is most of us, is it's not all about Amazon. There's opportunity out there in e-commerce around the world on these smaller platforms, these smaller marketplaces to do really, really well. So if you're focused just on Amazon, you need to expand a little bit. And why not look into other local marketplace opportunities near where you live? Now, Amazon in the US is exploding without question, but there are thousands of these smaller marketplaces. There's people doing very well, for example, in the United States, just on Facebook Marketplace, using a strategy very similar to what you just described. Because of COVID, a lot of people are staying home and shopping, and you can sell just about anything right now. The common stuff, the boring items, I call them, right? The stuff that everyone needs, it's boring. You can do really well selling those types of things right now because the whole world is shifting to e-commerce, and you're definitely tapping into that. Do you mind sharing some of your numbers with me, whatever you're comfortable with? Okay. So I just looked at uh, the sales from January till now. So we use two channels, so the online store and the marketplace. Online store, we started at around 5,000 rands. So I would say we are still beginners in the game, humble beginners, but 5,000 rands we started off. Then February 2020, I went to around 6,000 rands. March, what? 4,000 rands, April, 14,000 rands, May, 75,000 rands, June, 87,000 rands. And here we're in the middle of the month, uh, close to 40,000 rands. That's on the online store alone. On the marketplace, January started around 4,000 rand, February, 9,000 rand, uh, March, 27,000 rands. That's the month we actually started with the replans, uh, strategies, April, 17 and then May 66. And then June, we hit the six figure mark. That was last month. A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand. And then, and then as we're part of the way through July. And then part of the way through July, we're not far off uh, from hitting the hundred thousand and even more at the end of the month. That's fantastic. And what's your local currency called? Marks? Uh, so we use RENS in South Africa. RENS. Yeah. What's that translate to the U.S. dollar? I'm just curious if you know offhand. Uh, 15 then would be one U.S. dollar. Okay. Okay. This is just as a point of reference, I'm curious. Yeah. But that sounds like an incredible business. Just a phenomenal opportunity. And I imagine we do have listeners in South Africa who are thinking to themselves, wow, I need to get in on this. Take a lot. I think you need to create a course, my friend. You need to create some content that teaches people. And it may sound, it may feel very simple to you. Ismail, it may feel very yeah. simple to you. 
but a lot of people could benefit from that training. And there's a lot of opportunity there. I'd love to help you with that, actually. I could coach you through that process. That's what we do around here all the time. But there's massive opportunity, not just in South Africa, but around the world for those of us who understand e-commerce to step out and lead. And that's what I love about this show today. Is just, it just shows how expansive this opportunity is. 1% of retail in South Africa is on the internet. And here you are, have built an incredible business doing just that, selling into that 1%. It could easily be 5, 10, 30, 40% in the coming 10, 20 years. And you're positioned very well to help make that happen, help see it happen, and be a real leader in that arena. It's a very exciting story. I, I think you've got a great future ahead of you. It's good to hear that, Joe. I'd just like to uh, you know, put the listeners in the picture here. South Africa was one of the only countries in the world uh, that shut down uh, e-commerce uh, during the lockdown fully. So we had a full shutdown of e-commerce uh, when, when South Africa went into lockdown uh, during March, at the end of March. Because, because e-commerce is so young, or it, it, it's, it's in early stages here, the government didn't actually uh, realize that, you know what, e-commerce actually exists. In, in South Africa, but it affected a lot of uh, e-commerce uh, businesses here. So what happened was at the end of March, South Africa went into a level five lockdown, prohibiting all sales except for registered businesses that provided essential services to sell essential items. They were only allowed uh, to sell. So only if you were a registered business could you sell essential items uh, during the lockdown. So the companies and businesses had to uh, make an application for a certificate and so on and so forth. And then they were allowed to operate if they fell under uh, you know, that category. So the government published or gazetted a list of essential items, be it bread, milk, whatever the case was. And they said, only if you sell these items or you are in these departments, are you allowed to uh, you know, conduct sales? But the laws and restrictions were totally silent about e-commerce because they didn't actually uh, know that you know it actually exists here or it plays such a big role in our market. So for the first two weeks or so, takealot.com shut down all sales and they pulled down all the listings simply because they were not sure where they stand. So there were no sales at all for two weeks on the platform. They had to meet with the executive, discuss with the government and so on and so forth on where they stand. Then eventually they came out with a, with a, with a plan that uh, we are going to roll out uh, the listings, but only if you sell essential items, uh, you would be allowed to sell. But that also would require you then to make a submission, uh, which would then require approval to then sell that item. So, you know, there was that process there for a month or so. And then... After 60 days from the lockdown, from the initial lockdown of level five, e-commerce was given the, the full permission to conduct all sales, every type of sales. And at that time, the whole country was still uh, on a level where they were only allowed to sell essential items. So the whole country was allowed to sell essential items only, but only e-commerce was allowed to sell every other item. So we went from no, you know, from totally nothing to selling everything eventually when the whole country was not allowed to actually sell uh, everything. So we had that experience here because it's still new, it's still fresh, but there's huge uh, opportunity 
uh, on the marketplace. So that was a was a trying time for us to to, to try and pivot and, and figure out what are we going to do. So we didn't sit back. We said, okay, you the business needs to be registered. We've got the business registered. They said, you need a certificate. We applied for the certificate and then we continued um, as normal. But there was a lot of uncertainty regarding how do you sell, how do you, uh, you know, go ahead because government was, uh, you know, clamping down on a lot of, a lot of business and shutting, uh, you know, actual businesses down. So there was a lot of fear and, and uncertainty, but, you know, they overcame that. And uh, you know what? The coronavirus, in, in a way, has been a blessing in disguise for us, you know, without looking at the negatives of it, it's been uh, really positive for us. We hear of people losing jobs and, and people being retrenched, but then we don't really understand too much of it because on our side of, of business, on e-commerce, you know, it, it's an uptick. That's incredible. What a fascinating story. A lot of little lessons in there too. Uh, your whole business was shut down for a few weeks and then it was made bigger than it's ever been where you could sell pretty much anything. That's incredible. And uh, that's just been the, this past year. Just a great journey. I, I really want to encourage you. You do need to, for, for your South African neighbors and, and people who live in that part of the world, you need to create some content and train people, maybe even start a podcast like this one and train people how to start businesses. Uh, and again, I'm not kidding. I would love to help coach you through that process because that's a whole nother income stream for you, a whole nother avenue of, of reaching people, of serving well, uh, because I can imagine that there's a need for a lot more people doing exactly what you do right now. There's got to be shortages and, and uh, people who would rather be at home, they don't want to have to go to the store, but they do have to go to the store because there's not enough Ismaels out there to fill the shelves of take a lot. <laughs> it's a great opportunity. And hopefully that the, the listeners today are catching a vision of just how expansive all of this really is globally. You've got to, sometimes you've got to think globally. If you're only selling on one marketplace in one country, there's so much opportunity out there. I love it. What encouragement might you have for the other listeners? You know, you've heard enough episodes. You know, I like to do this. What encouragement would you have for others who are out there considering starting an e-commerce business? What advice and encouragement would you have? The surprising thing for me is that uh, the general public doesn't see you as a businessman. The general public doesn't see you as a man in business. On my side, I am uh, hugely involved in, in, in religious aspects, etc. And when I think of myself as a business, it's, it's, it's something you know, new to, to combine with, you know, the religious aspect of it. When people come to you for advice uh, regarding the marriages, regarding the businesses, et cetera, from a religious aspect, and you're not expected, you're not known to be a businessman or a man in business. You, you're known to be that man in, uh, you know, in a religious place. So, in fact, none of the families or friends of ours know exactly what we're doing. They don't know. Uh, we haven't spoken to anyone and told them, you know what, this is what we're doing. In fact, we've got neighbors here that uh, know us to be religious people. But then every day of the week, we've got career companies, we've got career vans dropping off without fail every day of the week, dropping off product or picking up product from us. Uh, and we're the only uh, house in the street that has so many career companies and career vans coming up and down, uh, you know, to, to, to pick up and drop off products from us. The couriers stop at your house every time they drive by, right? You're the only house that has 
That's fantastic. I love that. That's a great visual image. We actually have to, to, to tell the companies that when you come, then please send extra men, uh, you know, extra hands because they've got to carry, carry a lot of boxes. They normally think, you know, one person is enough, but you've got to ask them to send three, four people at a time uh, to pick up, you know, the, the, the boxes and the packages, all of it. In fact, my kids, my two kids actually know the names of the courier companies now, two and five years old. They actually scream the names of the, you know, the, uh, the courier companies' names when, when they come and pick up product from us. That's great. I love it. It's so part of your family routine. It's yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, any advice or tips for others who are considering e-commerce? Well, Jim, you know what? The, those, those, those points that you mentioned in your book, Silence Save Machine, and uh, you, know, you mentioned it repeatedly over the podcast, is that don't put all your eggs in one basket. That is, that is the, the meaning of multiple income streams. Uh, don't put all of them in one basket because you know what uh, it goes, then it's gone. But if you spread it out, uh, then you can always, uh, you know, have a safety net to pick up and then move on from there. The second is the the shiny object syndrome that you mention all the time. I mean, pick up your phone so many times a day, you look at your computer so many times a day, you can get easily distracted and easily pulled. And I've seen it a lot. With, with I know a lot of people that want to do the e-commerce business, but I haven't been giving them advice simply because I want to, you know, fully grasp, you know, every part of it. Uh, it might not be the correct uh, mindset, but uh, that's what it is. So I see a lot of them, you know, gravitating to ideas and and things that, you know, you can see at the end of it. There's, there's, you're not going anywhere with this. It's not, it's not sustainable. It's not long term, and you know, they struggle to grapple uh, and you know, get the right ideas and, and go from there. You know, on, on the journey, slow and steady always uh, wins the race. I mean, you've seen from our story, we, we're not looking at anyone for competition. We look at ourselves uh, for competition. We compete with our own selves, not with, with others. And, uh, you know, it takes out all the anxiety and the stress from you when, when, when you're not competing uh, with others. I mean, you compete when it comes to products and those kind of things, but not, uh, you know, other things. So, Inch deep, mile wide, that's been a huge uh, uh, part of our business. So we started with toys not because we only want to sell toys. We started with toys because it was the easiest to sell uh, and it was the easiest to source. It's not uh, the end all. Uh, So inch deep, mile wide. And I always like that uh, quote of yours that you mentioned, uh, formal education will make you a living, make you a fortune. Um, so that's that's a powerful quote there in in the silent sales machine, uh, which which also brings us to that quote where it says that if you don't design your own life plan, chance chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan, and guess what? What have they planned for you? Not much. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of wisdom, so much wisdom. I can tell that you advise people for a living. That you you give spiritual advice and. Uh, you care deeply for others. That shines through. You really are a leader. And I'm going to encourage you for a third time. You're more than qualified to begin creating content and helping others. You'll never know all there is to know about e-commerce. You never will. I've been doing it for over 20 years and I learn new things all the time. There's so much I don't know. I think uh, as a man who studies wisdom for a living, it will resonate with you that the more I know, the more I realize I don't know yet. And that will be true your whole life. So you're ready to start teaching. You know so much more than the average person on the street. 
who needs this income, who could be building a business. And I say that to all the listeners out there. That's, a, that's an opportunity that's available to all of us. If you know how to sell online, if you know even the basics, you've listened to you know, 20 or so of this podcast, you're starting to get a little confidence, 20 episodes in, hey, start teaching other people what you know. Become a leader. As long as you know a little bit more than they do, you can lead them. And I think that's true for you, Ismail, and it's true for the listeners today who have made a little money online. You can start teaching others. Why not? The people around you. But this has been a fun episode. Very interesting. Very different. Uh, When we first met and spoke, I told you, man, I would love to have you on the podcast. And I'm so glad we did. That was a fascinating story. Um, Any final thoughts before we start to land this episode? I, I need to find the time to uh, study the causes and uh, you know carve out some time instead of uh, you know getting fully focused with the, with the ideas that I mean if you simply just listen to uh, the podcast you don't even have to buy the pack course in in my opinion to actually start the business um, yes you can purchase it later on if you need to and then you know uh, study the, the the concepts properly. But by simply listening to one or two podcasts, it, it, it actually opens your mind to a lot. You know, sometimes, Jim, I think to myself, why are you giving out so much information for free? Uh, it's like, uh, you know, people would pay a lot of uh, money for it. But uh, there's a lot of free advice, but not just free. It's, it's very practical advice that's been given. Uh, so we really appreciate what you're doing, Jim. And uh, you know, God bless you for what you're doing. Oh, thank you, my friend. That's very meaningful. From, uh, from a, a Christian brother to an Islamic imam, God bless you as well, my friend. And what a pleasure it was spending some time with you today and learning from you and uh, just being inspired. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you did this. And to the business building warriors listening today, I just want to say, I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did. Sometimes I can't believe that this is what I get to do for a living. And it was truly a special occasion for me to, uh, I think you are our first imam, officially, of all 300 episodes. You know, I don't think we've had one yet. So that was pretty cool. And uh, to the business building warriors out there, you know we're in your corner. You know we're here for you. We love you. We're rooting for you. God bless your business. God bless your work. And we'll have another great episode like this again for you real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.